20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's happening, everybody? Matt here, beating Call Me Matub, and welcome to episode 445 of the Pack a Day Podcast your favorite place to get your daily Packers news and updates. If it's not your favorite, it should be. Usually joined with me today would be Zach Jacobson, but he is not feeling well. So joined with me today is a delicious can of Keweenaw Brewing Company's Widowmaker, the single greatest beer on the face of this earth. And what me and this can of Widowmaker are going to talk about is the Packers-Lions injury report for this coming Monday. And... There's some bad news. It was officially announced on Saturday that Devontae Adams would be out due to his turf toe injury. Turf toe is a bit of a misnomer. It's a commonly used phrase in football that people think, oh, it's just a toe. Tape it up and suck it up. Uh, Sadly, that is not the case. There are three grades of turf toe. One, two, or three. Three being the worst. One being the, uh, I guess, not worst. When you have a grade one injury, there's a good chance that you can actually return in the same game. When you have a grade three injury... It is. Uh, it can be six, eight weeks. Hopefully, 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 Devontae's grade tear is not nearly that bad. Uh, also, a bit of information about quote-unquote turf toe. It is a sprain of the main ligament in your big toe, also known as the meta... meta t- okay, gotta give me a second here. Metatarsophalangeal joint, also known as the MTP joint. So, if a player says that they are out for multiple weeks due to something known as an MTP joint sprain, you would probably cut them a little bit more slack than if they were out due to turf toe. It's actually kind of funny. Uh, Eric Dickerson claims to have suffered from turf toe his entire career, and he came up with some kind of thing to put in his shoe to hold his foot together. After it was announced that Devontae Adams had turf toe, he told Devontae that he would text him some pictures. So... Hall of Fame running back wants to send Devontae Adams pictures of his toes. (laughs) Just trying to bring some light to the situation. The Packers are going to be without their number one receiver, and the only people behind him are, well, let's say uh, MVS and a whole bunch of scrubs. Despite preseason hype, Jake Kumaro is not living up to expectations. Hmm, who could have called that, I wonder... Regardless, hindsight is twenty twenty, and we need to move on. <sighs> the Packers will also be without rookie safety Darnell Savage Jr., who suffered an ankle injury last week. This is also bad, as the safety depth behind starters Amos and Savage is uh, jack and crap. Will Redman was commonly picked on when he was in against the Eagles, and with the potential return of TJ Hawkinson for the Lions, who is currently listed as questionable, that could be bad. Hopefully, Will Redman is up to the task, and, well, we'll see. And the final out, officially for the Packers, is Big Bob, a.k.a. Robert Tunyon, tight end, is out with a hip injury. This is very sad news, as he showed some pretty great abilities in the last game with an amazing sideline catch from a great great throw by Aaron Rodgers it really seemed like they were finally starting to hook up and he is just taken from us due to a hip injury 
uh, this is um, this is particularly uh, heart wrenching to me as anyone who knows me knows I am a huge Big Bob Tunyon, aka Large Robert, fan, and I honestly thought that this was going to be a great game for him. The only other player on the Packers injury report is Tony Brown, cornerback, listed as doubtful with a hamstring. So most of the time when someone is listed as doubtful, there's a, uh, I think it's greater than 50% chance that they are out. So we'll just call, we'll say Tony Brown is out. Not the best corner on the Packers roster, but he is depth. He is a phenomenal athlete and he plays with incredible physicality. He will definitely be missed. Uh, surprise in actually is Corey Lindsley is all the way through the concussion protocol and is expected to be back and starting at center, which is great, great, great news. We saw a couple wayward snaps last week after he was out, and prior to his concussion, he was one of only about five Packers to play every single snap so far this year. Corey is a Pro Bowl caliber center. He is everything that you need at the center position. Aaron Rodgers trusts him implicitly, and also they're going to be going against an incredibly stout interior line, one that includes someone like Snacks Harrison. If the Packers are expecting to run the ball at all, they're going to need someone like Corey. So this is just, this is great news. As for the Lions, their first out player, uh, former Packer, Mike Diesel Daniels. He sustained a foot injury in the Lions game against the Eagles and has been out since. So sadly, Mike Daniels will not be able to play in his revenge game. Well, I guess it's sadly, depending on how you're looking at it. It is sad for Mike that this game was probably incredibly important to him. It is happy for the Packers that they don't have to face an angry Mike Daniels against their home crowd. Also listed as out for the Lions is cornerback Amani Aruwariu. I need to Google this, in fact. Um, he's a cornerback who played football at Penn State. He was their fifth-round pick this year, so he's a rookie. I don't know anything about him except for the fact that he's a corner with a really hard name to pronounce. And listed as questionable is wide receiver Danny Amendola, the former Patriot, has a chest injury. He's not exactly the straw that stirs the drink of the Lions offense, but he is a pretty big loss without him. However, he's questionable. Usually when people are listed as questionable with the loss of the probable tag, you're safe to assume that they will play. Also listed as questionable is DB Quandre Diggs, a very good safety. Darius Slay, the number one corner for the Lions, is questionable with a hamstring. If Slay can't go, this is great news. Darius Slay has been absolutely shut down to every single person not named Devontae Adams in the league. Without Devontae, he would destroy whoever he is across from. However, in the past, we've seen that Devontae absolutely can hand Darius his lunch. It is, well, it, it would be a good tit for tat if Slay couldn't go. However, he's listed as questionable. He will likely play. On the defensive line, uh, Deshaun Hand is questionable with an elbow, and Ashawn Robinson is questionable with a knee. The Lions have a pretty stout and deep defensive line, but with both of those players out, it would be a pretty big blow. However, I keep saying this over and over again, questionable is the new probable. And finally, the big one that I really wanted to address here is TJ Hawkinson, the rookie phenom 
tight end is listed as questionable with a concussion, but it would appear that he is all the way through the concussion protocol. I know he was in pads this week during practice. I think he is a go. Uh, with, <laughs> with Savage out, Hawkinson being in would be a huge boon to the line offense. It can't be overstated how much a move tight end would be able to just absolutely pick apart the poor seam defense that the Packers would have without a quality safety right there. To expand upon that, the Packers currently, according to Football Outsiders, have the seventh overall defense that that includes a uh, fifth-ranked defense against the pass and the 28th-ranked defense against the run, which is quite the disparity. However, it would appear that the Packers have been selling out or just to stop the pass as opposed to stopping the run, which has worked all but one game so far. The Eagles ran all over the Packers. That's what they wanted to do, and it worked. This week, the Lions come at them with a pretty balanced attack, and so the Packers are going to have to learn how to play both parts of the defensive scheme. Without having a quality safety to defend the seam and without any kind of depth at corner we have to hope that Jair Alexander not only stays healthy but comes back to his form and hopefully has a short-term memory about the Cowboys game same could be said for Kevin King in terms of his durability he needs to be on the field without him there's not a whole lot behind those two as for the Packers offense They are getting Jamal Williams back, which is a big, big boon. Aaron Jones had a phenomenal game last week, but he needs a thunder to his lightning. There should be a complimentary back, and the Packers' stable gets so much stronger with Jamal there. He handles so many of the little things about being a running back better than Aaron does. He's traditionally a better blocker. He's better between the tackles. Between the tackles isn't necessarily going to be a big boon against the Lions, but it is something that you're going to need. As much as I am against quote-unquote establishing the run, you do need someone who can potentially pound it up the middle. I did forget to mention earlier that Jamal was possibly out due to a concussion sustained against the Eagles when there was just a dirty, nasty hit by Derek Barnett, but the league did not deem that as a dirty, nasty hit at the time. Jamal should be back. He should be great. Here is hoping. So where does that leave the Packers outside of the return of Jamal without Devontae Adams, without Bob Tunyon, they're going to have to rely on Geronimo Allison, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and sadly Jake Kumaro when they're in three wide receiver sets. Can MVS or Geronimo get away from the potentially hamstrung Darius Slay? Maybe. Can Jake Kumaro? Absolutely not. Jimmy Graham will also have to take an expanded role on his already large workload. And actually, Football Outsiders has him as the fifth, I believe, fifth overall tight end based on DVOA. Um, Aaron Rodgers trusts him implicitly. If he plays the way he did against Dallas, we could definitely see some really good production out of Jimmy Graham. He was blocking people downfield. He was making adjustments. If that Jimmy shows up against the Lions, I will happily eat all the crow in the world for talking about how washed he is. As for the defense, like I said, without Savage, they're going to have to rely on what is considered not great safety depth. 
and man, I'm <laughs> I'm worried about about Redmond playing a lot of snaps, and I just I'm not feeling good about this. The fact that Devonte is out and Darius is in and likely TJ Hawkinson is in. I think that this is going to really, really affect the way things are going to play out. As of right now of recording this, uh, the Packers are favored by four points according to the Vegas spread, and I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. I also think that with the loss of Devontae Adams being official, the line should move closer. And by game time, I'm going to assume that it is one and a half or a two point spread as opposed to four. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm I'm just I'm not feeling so good about this one. The the injuries to the Packers are not necessarily numerous, but they are devastating. Losing your number one wide receiver, losing your second best safety, losing your number two tight end on an already depleted core without the number one wide receiver. This is just, this is big. It's big. Even though there are a lot more questionable people on the Lions, I think that the Packers injuries are going to be much more impactful. Well, that's just, that's just how it goes. You, uh, you get 20 years of, I know, almost 30 years of uh, Hall of Fame quarterback play, and you have to pay for it to the football gods with injuries elsewhere. Well, guys, that's going to do it for me. I am out of beer and out of injuries to talk about. I do think the injuries are going to be a huge, huge, huge part of this game. I am hopeful, but not terribly optimistic. I would love for everyone to be in my mentions on Tuesday saying, haha, you thought that the Lions were going to win and they lost. I would love that. I would love to be wrong about that, but I'm just I'm not feeling it. And I do think the injuries are going to be the deciding factor. Make sure that you follow Packaday Podcast on wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple, uh, check out Cheesehead TV. We're everywhere. Give us uh, a like or a five star or a comment wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. As always, I'm Matt, but you can call me Matub and go pack. Go. Dan Bailey has it on the tee to run up and the kickoff. We are underway in Green Bay and the kick sails through the end zone. Packers in electric fashion to boot to the Viking 15-yard line. Not even two minutes gone by in this first quarter. First and ten, Green Bay. Ball to the right hash mark. It's snapped to Rodgers. Look. In the pocket, dumps it off right side. He's got one up to the ten and the five. Growing his way in the end zone. Touchdown! Jamal Williams on a 15-yard screen pass from Aaron Rodgers. 6-0 Green Bay. Now it is second down, a goal to go, 12-yard line. Snap to Rodgers in the pocket. Loves the end zone. Team has Touchdown! Touchdown! Two yard touchdown runner and Jones, and the Packers have a 20 point lead!
Minnesota, third and six. Back to throw, Cousins wins it over the middle. Broken up and intercepted. Intercepted by